The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, already. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. Good morning. Uh, it is 5.42 a.m. Eastern Time, local time for your boy. Uh, I didn't get started handicapping these games until a little bit later uh, today because I was featured on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, we were talking about some college baseball hot topics right now. Uh just touching on it broadly, I, I, I think we're going to revisit it uh, when the NCAA tournament uh, field gets announced. But that was cool. Check that out. It's an entertaining show. Uh, and they are the mothership. Uh, if you are new to SGPN, those are the guys that founded it. Ryan Kramer and Sean Green, uh, they do a great job over there. And I want to thank them for having me on the pod. Um, I am your host, Noah Beanick, aka 77. And you can follow me on Twitter at 77NB because I will be posting my plays just like I did uh, today. Um, and also check out our college baseball picks page. Uh, if you are ever in a pinch and you can't listen to this full pod, it'll be around 50 minutes or so, uh, usually daily giving out picks for the NCAA tournament in college baseball uh, conference tournaments. If you can't listen to this full pod, go over to our picks page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash college baseball picks. You can find it under the MLB tab. Then there's the drop down and it's college baseball picks. Um, so over there, I went 17 and 10 on the website and that includes mid-major picks on the podcast. I'm just covering uh, some of the more power conferences because those are the odds that drop first. And I have to handicap these quick because I'm literally doing this in the middle of the night. Um, to recap quickly on yesterday's uh, podcast, the picks that I gave out on the pod went three and two, up two uh, 2.4 units. Um, and then I also tweeted out two picks, uh, two totals. They went one and one. So I think on the day total, I was like, just over one and a half units, but uh, Georgia Tech they lost to North Carolina. Max Carlson dealt, and when you fade an ace, that's sometimes what happens. He pitched on short rest, but he pitched great. Um, and North Carolina scored plenty of runs. All three ACC games went over. That was a trend that I was really paying attention to this year, um, and it started off hot. Three and zero on the overs in the ACC tournament. Uh, shout out to Starvin Hagler. He goes, what's up, Noah? Checking you out from the gym. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Starvin. Uh, the second play that we uh, bet on yesterday's pod was Duke at minus 115. They had a hell of a comeback. Uh, it was a valiant effort. They were down 7-1 to one early. Um, they came back all the way 7-7, seven, seven, uh, tied it up in the ninth with a two-run home run. Um, that game was very entertaining. Uh, we hit the over on that game. I tweeted that one out. Uh, our first cash on the day was plus 105 on Georgia State. Um, they they absolutely dealt. It was like 6 nothing early, uh, never in doubt. 
Also never in doubt was Auburn minus 165. That was my favorite play yesterday. Uh, they won that game 10-4 to 4 in the nightcap uh, for the SEC tournament. They beat Missouri. Um, and Auburn was also in my parlay of the day at plus 157. It was South Carolina and Auburn. So we raked in there. Um, and before we get into the picks for today's uh, slate of college baseball games. Let me tell you again about Edge Boost. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If you're missing, if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar, similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds right into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposits so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to 2500 in advances. That's right, up to 2500 you can add to your bankroll. Edge Boost, uh, I'll, I'll include my double down play at the end of the podcast. Haven't even gotten to any of these games. But go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. And you must be 21 years or older to use this. Only valid in legal gambling sites or legal gambling states. Uh, and if you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, before we jump into today's games, let me get, grab a swig of water. And now let's go. So I'm hoping that I can knock this one out in the next 40 minutes. Uh, we had about 15 games, I think, that had odds out in the early morning. Um, and then some of them came out as I had already gone somewhat through the chronological order. And it was already getting late. Uh, and I need to go to bed. So I just need to record the pod. At 10 a.m., we start the day off in the Big 12. So this is actually 9 a.m. Central time for them. Kansas State is plus 115 against TCU, minus 145. We have confirmed starting pitchers for this matchup, and it's somewhat of a rematch from last Thursday where Kansas State won 7-6. The Cats will start their ace, Owen Barema, who's 7-1 on this season so far this year with a 4.43 ERA, 90 strikeouts, 29 walks, and 81.1 innings pitched. And on Thursday against TCU, Barema threw six innings, gave up three runs. He had six strikeouts, only one walk. TCU's th uh, starter from last Thursday is Luis Rodriguez. He has a shoulder impingement, and he will not pitch during the Big 12 tournament this week. TCU will start Cam Brown, who three who threw three innings in relief, gave up one run on one hit, had five strikeouts and zero walks in that game. Brown has been rocky. He's been up and down so far this season, but this will be his 10th start of the year for the Horned Frogs. He has a 524 ERA, 51 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 44.2 innings pitched. I think we're catching Kansas State at plus money with their ace on the mound. I think it's a good look. Kansas State plus 115 is my first pick of the day on the pod. Game number two is 10.30 a.m. Uh, South Carolina, plus 120. They're playing LSU, minus 150 in the first uh, game of the day at the SEC tournament, LSU minus 150. We also have another confirmed pitching matchup here. This one uh, is South Carolina. They're starting Eli Jones. He's 4-4 four and four on the year with a 388 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 46.1 innings pitched. LSU will give the ball to Thatcher Hurd. And they're going to try their luck with him again on the mound after he had an all right relief uh, appearance against Georgia. He gave up two tying 
uh, solo home run, uh, two home runs in the late innings against Georgia to allow the Bulldogs to tie up that game. But uh, then he went two more extra innings and he looked okay. So they're trying their luck here with Hurd. He's four and two on the year with a 659 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 29 walks in 41 innings pitched for as long as the books continue to hang opponents of LSU when uh, at plus money, when Paul Skeens or Ty Florida's Ty Floyd is not starting I'm going to continue to place money on the dog. So this time it's South Carolina, who was my pick to win the SEC tournament too. So give me South Carolina at plus 120 here in this game. Next game comes in the ACC tournament at 11 a.m. Pittsburgh plus 140 on the money line takes on Notre Dame minus 175. This is also a confirmed pitching matchup. Both of these schools first game of the ACC tournament um, and both of them are pitching their best starters. So, I just can't call Jack Sokol from Pitt an ace, though. He's 6-5 and five on the year with a 749 ERA, 64 strikeouts, 29 walks in 63.2 innings pitched. And bumping for the fighting Irish will be Aiden Tyrell, who's 8-2 and two on the year with a 274 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 24 walks in 65.2 innings pitched. Sokol did not start against... Uh, Sokol did start, sorry. So Pitt's starting pitcher Sokol started a game against Notre Dame on April 6th. The Irish scored 10 runs in just 3.1 innings. Uh, this line is just not high enough on Notre Dame. It feels like Auburn from yesterday where this line, anything under minus 200, you have to like certainly love and you have to play it. So give me the fighting Irish at minus 175 in this game as one of my favorite plays of the day. Sorry, that was my notebook paper. It was stuck on the spiral of the book. But uh, then at 1 o'clock uh, p.m., so this is uh, 10 a.m. local time in the Pac-12 tournament, Oregon State, minus 130. They're playing their first game of the conference tournament against Arizona, plus 100. And I'm pretty sure that the Beavers, they're acting as the road team in this game. And we have confirmed starters here as well. Oregon State is starting Ben Ferrer, uh, Ferrer, he is 2-1 and one on the season with a 358 ERA, 45 strikeouts, only 8 walks in 37.2 innings pitched. This will be just his third start of the season for the Beavers. Um, last week, Ferrer uh, did not look too good against Western Carolina when he started that game. He gave up 4 runs in 5.1 innings. Uh, Ferrer has thrown 4 or more innings in his last 3 appearances. The senior righty has a 271 ERA in that span. Um, and then starting for Arizona will be Cam Walty. Uh, and Arizona crushed Arizona State on Tuesday. Walty has a 5-0 record on the season with a 450 ERA, 45 strikeouts, 8 walks, and 46 innings pitched. I think that Arizona's live here. I think they need this game a little bit more than Oregon State does. And uh, I just... Ferrer did not have a great start last week. It was against Western Carolina. So Walty's looked all right. I think Arizona, with how well their offense played in game one, is definitely a live dog here at plus 100 in game two against their highest seed in their pool in Oregon State. Uh, the next game is at 1.30 p.m. in the Big 12 tournament. Kansas is plus 200 against Texas, who's minus 250 on the money line. This pet, uh, this pitching matchup is also confirmed, and it's between two aces of both teams. I was hoping that the Longhorns would hold off 
from throwing Lucas Gordon and try to think that they're too uh, thinking too highly of themselves and try to throw off here, but that didn't happen. Lucas Gordon will start against Kansas, and Gordon is six and one on the year with a 2.48 ERA, 85 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 83.1 innings pitched this season. Gordon started three weeks ago against Kansas where the Jayhawks put up six runs in 4.2 innings, and actually they turned him over, um, winning the game behind Colin Baumgartner, who uh, will also start on Wednesday for the Jayhawks here. In that win over Texas, Baumgartner threw 6.2, only allowed two, four strikeouts, two walks, and on the season, Baumgartner is 5-1 and one with a 379 ERA, 69 strikeouts, 21 walks, and 73.2 innings pitched. I was hoping that Gordon wouldn't throw so I could love Kansas here, but I still really like the Jayhawks, and I think they've done well uh, behind Baumgartner. They're usually live in that first game of the season, uh, first game of the series uh, all year this season. I think they're really nice look here at plus 200 on the money line against texas they already beat gordon once this season and Baumgartner threw well in that game i like kansas uh just quite a bit here at plus 200 uh the next game on our slate is at two o'clock p.m in the sec tournament texas a&m plus 135 on the money line against arkansas minus 165 this matchup it's also confirmed uh we have our Two pitchers here. It's been smooth sailing uh, so far this year in conference tournaments. I'm not having to project too many of these matchups, which makes the handicapping a lot easier for me. But we lose out on the ability to just completely take advantage of a book mispricing a game. But the Aggies will start their ace, Nathan Detmer, here. He hasn't pitched much like an ace so far this year with a 628 ERA and 14 starts. But he has 55 strikeouts, 37 walks, and 61.2 innings pitched. Uh, Dave Van Horn is notorious for not really caring too much about the SEC tournament. And therefore, I don't really know how well Arkansas is going to perform this week. They're going to start Cody Adcock, who's 4-2 and on the year with a 536 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 47 innings pitched. Adcock did throw four innings of shutout ball. Uh, against the Aggies the first time he pitched or first time he faced them. So that makes me hesitate to pull the trigger on AM here. So I'm just going to watch the side, watch from the sidelines um, on this game. I think Arkansas probably wins, but I'm not going to bet it at minus 165, knowing that I have my doubts on how much David Horn's trying to win this game here. Um, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure you take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. 
At three o'clock p.m. in the Big Ten in the Big Ten tournament, Rutgers is minus one ten on the money line against Nebraska minus one twenty. Both these teams are starting their aces here, and Christian Capola is five and five with a three sixty ERA, sixty eight strikeouts, twenty three walks in sixty innings pitched. He will get the start here for Rutgers, and on the bump for Nebraska is Emmett Olson, who's six and three on the year with a four forty two ERA, seventy seven strikeouts, twenty seven walks in seventy seven. Point one innings pitched. That's a lot of sevens, uh, lots of 77s for your boy and uh, Olsen, so you know I like it there. But uh, this is a super tight handicap because both these offenses are similar in ranking fourth and fifth in the Big Ten in scoring. Um, the difference here is I like Nebraska because we know their fan, fan base is going to show up much better than Rutgers. We're talking about uh, this game being played in Omaha, Nebraska, and Rutgers is the furthest school away from the site of this Big Ten tournament. I think that's just the biggest difference here in allowing me to split these two teams. So I like the I like the Cornhuskers uh, against Rutgers in this one. Also at 3 o'clock in the ACC tournament, Virginia minus 165 on the money line against Georgia Tech plus 135. Virginia Tech is starting Nick Parker. Uh, here and he entered the season as their ace but during the middle of the year he took a line drive off the head that broke his cheekbone um, but he's been back for a few weeks now Parker is 6-0 and on the year with a 442 ERA 64 strikeouts 17 walks in 55 innings pitched in Parker's first two starts back from surgery he has a 398 ERA and just over the last weekend, he started on Thursday against Georgia Tech, and he only gave up three runs in five innings. So this is an ACC tournament punt scenario as well. Georgia Tech is already 0-1 in the ACC tournament, and they have no shot to advance out of the pool because if all three teams go 1-1, one one, the highest seed, which is Virginia, would then advance. So Georgia Tech's season is essentially done. They have nothing to play for here. So uh, last year in these scenarios, the 0-1 team lost all three games on the run line to the team that was either 1-0 or 0-0. They played uh, their first game against the 0-1 team. So that 0-1 team went 0-3 last year and lost every game on the run line. Um, the Yellow Jackets are properly punting this game for us as well as they're starting Adam Finiteri for just the fourth time this season. He's two and three with a 425 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 59.1 innings pitched. I'm fading Georgia Tech as they're playing all uh their their players are planning their summer trips um already and planning where they're gonna stay, who they're staying with for the summer leagues in the Cape Cod or elsewhere. So I like UVA at minus one sixty-five. Uh, at 5 o'clock, Oklahoma is plus 125. They're playing Oklahoma State minus 155. Neither team's uh, game write-up had starting pitchers, so it makes me have to project my first matchup of the day. So I got I to gotta dust off the old uh, notepad here, and I had to get into some of the stat sheets. Um, the Cowboys just swept the Sooners over the last weekend, and this is the fourth game in a row that these two teams are playing each other. I think OU should feel a little bit pressed to have to start their best pitcher, which would be Braden Carmichael on just four days rest. Uh, 
Uh, he pitched last Friday against the Pokes, and he threw nine innings of shutout ball. On the year, Carmichael is 7-0 and with a 325 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 69.1 innings pitched. So I think Oklahoma State could they could trot out Nolan McLean here for the start as he did start last Thursday and Oklahoma state has been trying to stretch him out uh, and get him ready and get him ready for the NCAA tournament on Thursday, Oklahoma uh, against Oklahoma McLean threw three innings. He allowed one run. He had five strikeouts, but four walks. So like always check the pitching matchup here before you bet it. But if Carmichael throws an OU's at plus money, I think it's very backable. Uh, flipping the page here for the next game at 5.30 p.m. Washington, minus 110 on the money line, is against UCLA at minus 120. Why is, why is UCLA favored in this game? I have no clue. And another game where I'm left to project the starting pitching matchup here uh, for this one, it's an easy handicap for me. UCLA's season is done. They already lost a game in the uh, Pac-12 tournament. It's the first year of this format where it's formatted like the ACC tournament. Basically, uh, one and one is not good enough for UCLA to advance um, to the semifinals. So they're going to be an easy fade for uh, for me here. I don't know why they're favored in this game, like I mentioned. I think Washington's going to start Stu Flesland, who's going to be on five days rest. On the season, Flesland is 6-2 and two with a 397 ERA, 75 strikeouts, 19 walks in 79.1 innings pitched. He's been incredible this season with three starts with a, or in his last three starts with a 237 ERA. And I think UCLA could start Austin Kelly. He would be on five days rest. And if they don't, let's, if they don't throw off in this game, of course, on the year, Kelly is four and four with a 326 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 30 walks. And unlike Flesland, Kelly has a 597 ERA in his last three starts. Um, so either way, when, uh, whoever UCLA trots out there, I'm fading the Bruins here. They have the worst offense in the Pac-12 and a useless game. Washington at minus 110 is mispriced. Grab it now while you still can because Kelly, he's not in great form lately. Flesland in really good form lately. And honestly, I don't know what UCLA is playing for here. Uh, the next game on our slate is at 7 o'clock p.m. It's Clemson minus 135 on the money line against Virginia Tech plus 105. This is our second and final ACC tournament punt play of the day. The Hokies are 0-1 after a loss to Boston College, which basically eliminates Virginia Tech and our future to win uh, for them to win the ACC tournament. So uh, rip that one up and toss that in the trash. There has not been starting pitchers announced for this game, so I'm left to project this matchup as well. If Virginia Tech does not punt this game, Drew Hackenberg, I think, would be in line to start on five days rest. Uh, Hackenberg has been a huge letdown this year. He's 5-7 and seven on the year with a 576 ERA, 91 strikeouts, 25 walks in 89.2, 79.2 innings pitched. In his last four starts, Hackenberg has a 933 ERA, which is just unbackable right now. And even though he gave up five runs to Wake Forest, which looks kind of good, he dodged a lot of danger in that game. He had two bases loaded double plays. Otherwise, that could have been way worse. So I think Ethan Darden, uh, who started last Thursday, 
could get the start here for Clemson on five days rest. Uh, he's three and two this year with a 547 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 23 walks in 52.2 innings pitched. Darden can have his ups, ups and downs as well. Um, so you got to love the over here. ACC tournaments are uh, ACC tournament overs are three and oh right now uh, through day one. And that was like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, a trend that I was very much interested in paying attention to. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on this total whenever it comes out because, you know, with Darden on the mound, he's not going to pitch too well, but it, it is, you know, ACC tournament, very hinder friendly park. Um, and it's a punt spot as well. So I like Clemson minus 135 on the money line here. Uh, cause my boy, Eric back to back tigers are absolutely rolling right now. At 8 o'clock p.m., Illinois minus 115 on the money line against Michigan minus 115. This one I'm going to breeze through really quick because Michigan, they actually pitched their ace, Connor O'Halloran, on four days rest yesterday, and they got blasted. Uh, without, O'Hall- without O'Halloran, my Wolverines are even more of a fade because they don't have anybody else reliable on the mound behind him. Illinois only lost four to three against Indiana last night. And I actually backed Illinois. So I was pulling for them. They scored two runs in the ninth, made it really close. They were competitive, but there's no confirmed pitchers for this game. I have no clue who Michigan's going to actually throw here. I think it's really going to be like pitcher by committee. Uh, They're really going to have to, work this bullpen big time tracy smith has has his work cut out for him and honestly it's just a rebuilding year for us so minus 115 on illinois is a totally fair play we've got three more games on the slate here 8 30 p.m in the big 12 tournament we have texas tech minus 120 against virginia tech minus 110 it's another confirmed pitching matchup uh for us as uh virginia it's via texas tech's game write-up the reason why Virginia, uh, West Virginia is not favored in this game is because Texas ruffled uh, WVU's pitching staff over the weekend. Uh, the Longhorns swept the Mountaineers, and WVU is uh, like honestly, uh, kind of all over the place with this pitching staff. They're starting David Hageman for the first time this season. Hageman has 20 appearances as a reliever with a 230 ERA, 31 strikeouts, 13 walks in 31.1 innings pitched. Um, and Texas Tech will start their ace, Mason Molina, who's 4 and 2 with a 391 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 30 walks in 71.1 innings pitched. The pick here has to be Texas Tech for me. I just have to see what Hageman is going to do in his first start before I feel comfortable backing him here. Uh, Lane Elliott in the chat. What's up, Noah? You had some good picks yesterday. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a nice start to the postseason. That's for sure. Uh, it was a three and two day. We we're up uh, just over two units because of that parlay that helped us out. Um, at nine o'clock p.m., the last game in the SEC tournament, Auburn plus one fifteen on the money line. Speaking of teams that helped us out the Tigers. They won 10-4 against the other Tigers team last night. They're playing against Vanderbilt, who's minus 145 on the money line. There's no confirmed starting pitchers for this matchup, and maybe that uh, for Auburn's case, that's because their game just ended about five hours ago. But uh, for Vanderbilt, they're dealing with some injuries right now. Carter Holton and Hunter Owen are basically questionable to pitch at all this week uh, in Hoover. And Tim Corbin 
may just accept this week as a two and barbecue for Vandy. They go home, they get rested, they get healthy for the NCAA tournament. So I really don't have a guess at who Vandy could start here. Um, my best educated guess is Patrick Riley. He threw uh, last against Arkansas on Thursday, and he got hit around for five runs. Only one of them were earned, but he only got through 1.2 innings. Riley has a 638 ERA on the year. And for Auburn, uh, I think Chase also could get the ball. He last pitched also on Thursday against Missouri, where he had seven strikeouts and in seven innings, no runs, and he has a 595 ERA on the season. Uh, my pick for this game is Auburn at plus money. I'm going to fade Vandy this week. Um, and then the last game on our slate here is Stanford, minus 180 against Cal, plus 145 at 10 o'clock in the Pac-12 tournament. This one... It was tough to handicap because we don't have confirmed pitchers, but Cal's season just ended yesterday um, as they lost to, I think it was Oregon. So they could actively punt this game. And if they don't, Chris Stamos, I think, who started last Friday, could get the start here. Um, they just started uh, Bashera, their starter here on Tuesday. He only had four days rest. Stamos would be on four days rest. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, it would be Stamos's fourth start this season with a 595 ERA, 30 strikeouts, nine walks, and 19.2 innings pitched. And I don't think Stanford's going to feel the need to start Quinn Matthews, their ace, on four days rest here. I think they would be able to get by and beat Cal without him on the mound. So I think they'll turn to Thursday's starter, which is Brant Panzer, uh, for his second start of the year. He has a 491 ERA and 36.2 innings pitched, 36 strikeouts, 12 walks. Uh, Stanford, they're a very nice parlay builder, as Cal really doesn't have much to play for here, and they have the second-worst offense in the Pac-12. So I think Stanford's going to be able to do uh, plenty to get by Cal in this spot. Uh, perfect. I mean, I was tired and dealing with a little bit of handicap or handicap. Exactly. I was tired and dealing with a little bit of headache. Uh, my body's still getting used to the grind of postseason college baseball and doing all these podcasts, but I love it and I wouldn't have it any other way. So we're going to finish off the podcast with my betting card for May 24th, my mom's birthday. Shout out to her. Um, at plus 120, we're going to start the day off early in the SEC tournament again with South Carolina. Uh, 0.8 units to win one unit. We're fading LSU uh, basically because Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd's not on the mound, and they can't really trust anybody outside of those two starters. Uh, also, another dog here, plus 200, a half unit to win a full unit on Kansas to beat Texas because they've already beaten Lucas Gordon already once this year behind Colin Baumgartner. So plus 200, I don't see there's a reason why that's not a good value to try it again. Um, then at minus 165, I'm taking Virginia for 1.7 units uh, to win one unit and some change here. This is an ACC tournament punt as uh, they are playing. Shit, I already forgot. I'm going back in my notes right now. Um, they're playing Georgia Tech, who just lost yesterday, and their season's done. They're not making the NCAA tournament, so I'm taking Virginia there. Then at uh, minus 110, I like Washington. My, uh, they're, I'm playing it for 1.1 units to win one. It's mispriced. The Huskies are the much better team than UCLA, and the Bruins' season is effectively over. I don't know 
who UCLA is going to pitch this pitching matchup was not confirmed, but when it comes out, I think that Washington's going to have the better starting pitcher advantage. They have more depth back there. Um, UCLA, they do have a couple of good starters here, but the one that I have uh, projected to go on reasonable rest is Austin Kelly, and he has a 597 ERA in his last three starts. So I think Stu Flesland, if he starts there, should have the upper hand on UCLA and Kelly. Um, the last straight play I'm I'm taking is minus 135 on Clemson. So 1.4 units to win one unit and some change. This is another ACC punt play. Virginia Tech lost yesterday. They've got nothing to play for. They're probably out of the NCAA tournament if the field was selected today. So Clemson's absolutely rolling here. Um, this is another game where I actually like the over too. So make sure you keep your eyes uh, alert or when those totals come out, uh, check Caesars and check Bet Rivers. Uh, those two had some totals last night for the later games. Parlay pieces. Uh, I found three of them that I kind of like today. It was minus 175 on Notre Dame, minus 165 on Virginia, and minus 180 on Stanford. For the podcast parlay today, it's plus 144. Give me Notre Dame and Stanford. Notre Dame has Aiden Tyrell on the mound, and he's been a dog so far this year. And he's facing uh, Pitt's so-called ace, Jack Sokol, who has a uh, where is that at? a 7.49 ERA on the season. So uh, just an auto fade here for me with Notre Dame's best pitcher on the mound against Pitt's best pitcher, which is just a complete mismatch. And talk about mismatches, we have Stanford against the the second to worst offense in the Pac-12. So I like the Cardinal there in that game as well against a team that has already lost one game in the Pac-12 tournament, and they have no shot at moving on to the semifinals in that conference tournament. So that'll do it for today's podcast. I covered every <coughs> sorry, I covered every SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, and Big 10 game being played today or that at least had odds out for today because uh, I know Alabama's games aren't bettable right now. Um, if you're looking for, <coughs> sorry, if you're looking for picks on some mid-majors games, go to our free college baseball picks page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash college baseball picks. It's something like that. Um, and if you go to the main page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, it is under the MLB tab so click on mlb and then there's a drop down and then click on college baseball picks or if you look up on google college baseball picks we're like one of the first links that pop up so that's very convenient as well um check out everything that sgpn does like i mentioned i was just featured on the sports gaming podcast that one's the big one the mothership with sean green and ryan kramer uh we were talking about uh, just some of the more recent topics and uh, some of the better teams. Gave it a couple of college baseball futures on that show as well, if you're into that stuff. Um, college football experience, college basketball experience, USFL gambling podcast, uh, the NASCAR gambling podcast, the F1 gambling podcast. Check it all out. You can follow me on Twitter at 77NB for the plays that I'll post out during the day. Uh, like I mentioned, whenever I see totals, 
uh, I will post out the ones that I like because, uh, of course, I'm not talking about them on this podcast. But take your ACC total, uh, take your ACC tournament overs. They were three and zero on day one. Those hit like crazy last year. I have faith in them again this year. Um, follow the show on Twitter at TC on SGPN, and yeah, that'll do it. So. With that, I'll bid you adieu. You've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the College Baseball Experience. Adios, amigos.